Hey, this is Keenan Clark. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of my podcast. I really do believe it is going to bless you and leave you better than it found you. And I wanted to ask if this ministry has blessed you at all, would you prayerfully consider becoming one of our ministry partners? Our overall ministry, not just the podcast, but our overall ministry would not be possible if it weren't for the generosity of people who believe in it. Would you prayerfully consider becoming one of our monthly ministry partners? If you'd like to partner with us financially, there is a link in the show notes. Just go down to the show notes, tap the link. You can give as little or as much as the spirit leads you to, but we are so thankful for your seed that you are sowing into this good ground. But hey, here's this episode of the podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing today? We're about to have just a really candid conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my dearest friend in the whole world, Pastor Alex Suber. Um, and we're gonna sit and just, we felt like we wanted to just invite you in on what it's like for us to hang out, some of the things that we talk about. Yeah. We did a recent interview on your mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. where we talked about um, just personal consecration. Mm-hmm. Does it really take all that was yeah. one of the things that we covered. Yeah. Um, and we did that, you know, using it the technology. And the, 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 yeah, just the, let the cat out of the, out of the bag. It does take all that. Um, if you want to know what all that is, go and watch the video. Yeah, go, check um, go check it out. But, um, you know, we were able to do that via technology, mm-hmm. but now we are here together in person. And so we wanted we to, to do, we had to make an actual like hangout, Keenan Alex style interview discussion, conversation mm-hmm. happen. So we really wanted to bring you in on it. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Keenan Clark. I'm a pastor here in San Angelo, Texas. That's mm-hmm. where we are right now. Um, pastor on. Alex is here because he threw down last night at our young adult ministry. You gave him my best. You did so good. You did so good. Shot my shot. Yeah. It was really good. So good. You can check the sermon out. It was awesome. But uh, yeah, so we just want to talk about, so you're called into ministry. Mm-hmm. Now what? You know, I think, you know, Alex and I have had the privilege of being in ministry for a long time now, years now. Um, There are obviously people who are further down that road than us. Yeah, almost Um, a decade for me. Same here. Yeah, Uh, yeah, same here. Almost a decade for me as well. Next year will be a decade. Um, Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, 2023. We are getting old. Um, But we wanted to kind of create a conversation around some of the things maybe we've learned along the way, mm-hmm. maybe some of the things we wish we could tell a younger version of ourselves mm-hmm. um, and really let anybody who would say, hey, you know what? I've got this call on my life towards ministry, but now what do I do? I'm not, you know, I've not been hired on at a church to be a pastor. Right, right. Uh, people aren't hitting up my DMs and email, like asking me to come preach at their conference. Yeah. Um, I don't even necessarily know how to preach yet. Um, or maybe I don't even want to be a preacher. I don't even want to be, a, but I'm, I'm called to ministry. Yeah. I'm reluctantly saying yes mm-hmm. to the Lord. And I, I YouTube, Google searched, I'm in ministry now, what? Or I'm called yeah. into ministry, what do I do next? Um, really just wanted to have a, a really candid conversation. Again, We, I just want to let you know, we have not really talked talked about this, really just trying to make sure we're giving you the real stuff, Mm -hmm. not curated, you know, alliterated points, but things that are just real 
tangible things that have worked out in our lives and mm. we've seen God use. So anyway, nitty the nitty gritty. So um, I've been in, like we just said, I've been in ministry for almost a decade. I started doing itinerant ministry whenever I was 18 years old. Next year I turned 28. Which is crazy. Yeah, 18. Yeah. I was started traveling and speaking. That wasn't all over the U.S., right. but it was traveling and preaching. Right. I was getting right. invites and stuff. And I know you've been you've been traveling internationally with your family for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I've been traveling with my family my whole life. Yeah. Um, so my parents, I mean, we, I, I lived in India when I was a kid. Lived yeah. In Africa for a little bit. Um, of course, all over the United States. I've been to, I think, I've been to every continent other than my gosh, Antarctica. Yeah. Um, and ministered on quite a few. The Eskimos so, yeah. need Jesus too, man. Come hey, on, come on, somebody. I don't know. Come I'm gonna on. go down there and find the uh, what, are, what are they? The flat Earth people. Yeah. Like some <laughs> come civilization on. down there. Some or civilization living the, in an igloo. The aliens need to get saved. Yeah, they do. Um, all creation. But yeah, I mean, I, quite quite a while. So I have, you know, and I, same yeah. for you. But we have kind of our experience, but then also yeah. what we've seen. Yeah. Our parents and. And different people that we've been associated with, and different yeah. things. Um, so yeah, and I think we've seen it done extraordinarily well, and then on the, we've we've seen it catastrophically, oh, horribly. You done. know, it's some of the greatest yeah. some of the greatest things you'll learn is what not to do, and that is, I think, that would be a great launching pad is yeah. sometimes you can look up and you think, okay, yes, God's called me into ministry, but all the people I really respect the most in ministry, mm -hmm. they're all somewhere else. I, I glean yeah. from them online. Um, and they're so up there. Yeah. You know, they're like out of this got, world. Yeah, like they're, they're kind of untouchable in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It can feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I mean, luckily I think, and I know that you can say the same, we're mm -hmm. very fortunate in this and this may not be your situation, but we have dads who have gone ahead of us right. and kind of paved a way for us. Mm -hmm. um, now I'll say this, like my dad doesn't travel and preach. That's kind of just been something that yeah. God's put on my life. And you guys have different gifts and very personalities. Different. Yeah. And very things. different. Mm -hmm. um, but I have learned so much mm -hmm. from him. And uh, I know that that is an invaluable resource. Yeah. And I know that you can say the same. Yeah. Um, but what happens whenever you're in a place and you don't necessarily have the training, the opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, like we have a school of ministry here at mm -hmm. our church. What if at your church, you don't have a school of ministry, they just offer Sunday services and maybe a few small groups mm -hmm. kind of peppered throughout the week. What do you do when you don't have a ton of great examples? And I honestly think we kind of already said the answer. Yeah. Sometimes you learn what to do by watching people do what, what you not, don't want to do. What not to do, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, it's, I think it's good to, I mean, first of all, define what do you, what do you mean by I want to be in ministry? Yeah, I think we got to go great there. We got to go there. Yourself when when you say that, I mean, I know even last night in the service you were feeling that yeah. at the end of the service, hey, I feel there are some people called into ministry, yeah. and I think this is where it gets really gray area because we do believe in the you know the doctrine of the priesthood of the believers, right? And that we all have the ability to pray for people and to yes. encourage people, exhort people to do discipleship, all those different things. Yes. But there is a clear distinction between having that set apart kind yeah. of really more of a responsibility of right. ministry. And so I think that's the first thing I would have you, and it's really something to 
ask yourself. I can't necessarily give you a definition for you, but what do you mean by I feel called to ministry? Because for some people that what may does that be, even mean? Um, serving in their local church at a higher capacity, right. maybe not on staff, maybe not the main person, but they feel like, hey, I really want to just um, give you know, 10 hours a week to the church, or I really want to be a leader of multiple small groups, or like there's right. different things, or it could be the other end of the spectrum. I'm ready to give everything to be in vocational ministry, full-time ministry. Yeah. Um, and for me, that looks like being on staff at a church. Right. For me, that looks like moving to another country and being a missionary. Um, right. And I think that's just something really good to ask yourself, because I remember when I was kind of first getting started, I had been doing stuff for several years, but there was a church that I honestly really wanted to be on staff at, and they wanted me to be on staff at. It ended up not working out for different reasons. I think it was all God's planning, but um, one of the questions when I was talking with the senior pastors, the husband and wife, uh, I was like, man, I just feel like God's you know, called me to be a pastor. Yeah. And just very bluntly, they were like, what does that mean? And I, I was like, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, yeah, all yeah. but it was a good, it was a good question. And I think when you, when you ask yourself, again, defining for yourself, what do I mean by minister? What do I mean by evangelist, by pastor, by whatever? Um, because what happens a lot of times is I think people get involved thinking it's going to be one thing. Yes. So they're like, I'm called to ministry, certain expectations, which means it's going to be xyz yep. and it ends up not being yeah. that and it causes them to struggle with their identity oh, struggle yeah. with did god really call me all yes. that different stuff so i think you really have to define for yourself what do i mean yeah by i'm i'm called to ministry oh without a doubt i remember i was 12 years old and uh, i was telling my dad dad um i think i need a girlfriend oh, nice. and he was like you think you need a girlfriend right you're 12 years old yeah and uh he was like okay tell me why you need a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He said, tell me why. And I was like, uh, um, to say, uh, I have one. yeah. And I was like, you know, my friends have one. He's like, if you can't give me a good reason for why you at 12 years That's old great. want a girlfriend, That's you're great. not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to first understand the type or the office even mm -hmm. of ministry God is calling us to before yeah. we can hear that gun go off and, you know, really yeah. get off the, the starting blocks. What does it even mean that you're called into ministry? Mm -hmm. You know, we're all, you know, different members of the same body. Right. What is your function? What is yes. my skill set? What's the grace on my life? What's mm -hmm. the anointing on my life? Mm -hmm. What is, what do, what is it that people who um, I trust see in me? What are they calling out of me? Like, Hey, yeah. I really see God's hand on you for this. Mm -hmm. I really see God's hand on you for that. There's a grace when you do this. Wow. Like mm -hmm. I think God may want to use you. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the first step is if you can't find that and figure that out in and of yourself, you need to find voices Mm, who will good. begin to call those things out in you. And listen to me, the internet preachers that you're listening to are not those voices. <laughs> yeah. It, it, DMing Stephen Furtick yeah. is not the route, my friend. Commenting He's on never YouTube, getting back yeah. to you. Okay, you need Trust your... Trust me, we've tried. We've tried, <laughs> okay? We've been where you we are. We have. Let me just save you the heartbreak. Yeah. That DM will never so say seen, okay? You're going to get, what do they always do, like the... Uh, SF team. SF they team. Always, they always yeah, come like, back. Yeah. Thank you for the support. SF, SF team. team. Yes. Team. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But um, 
I think it's one of those things where you need to have somebody who can literally lay their hands on you. I mean, that's how we see in scripture anointing is transferred yes. by the laying on of yep. hands. Yep. If they can't lay their hands on you, then they can't mold you. They yep. can't shape you. Some people can inspire you from a distance, mm. but you can't mold somebody and shape somebody yes. from a distance. So you, you need can, a father. You can gain from them, but they're not really going to be able to speak directly no. into your life. And no. you need that. You need the, the perfect example is what we most people go back to is Paul and Timothy. Yes. And if you haven't already, dive into First and Second Timothy and Titus, because that's basically Paul writing to young ministers, sons in the faith, yeah. whether you're male or female. And that's where we get so much of the teaching of what is the responsibility of yes. a minister? What is, what are the qualifications to be an pastoral elder, epistles, to, be a, yeah. to be a pastor? Um, and so definitely, you know, check out, check out those books. Um, yeah, with that. And you mentioned doubt. something I would definitely encourage people. You talked about your office and your gifting and things. Yeah. And you may not know that. And so I would highly encourage you to do two things. One, um, take a take a and you can just Google these. Um, take a fivefold giftings test. And if you've yeah. never heard of that before, there's there's basically five different gifts in Ephesians. We we see where you have the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Yep. And each one of those have unique skill sets, unique things that they feel passionate about, that they feel yeah. called to. And it can get a little dicey because we, a lot of times in churches don't talk about those because you can be a senior pastor and have the the gift or the office of a prophet yeah. or, or an evangelist. You yes. know, a lot of uh, churches that Double are, la- that are large churches, you you see that the, the senior mm. pastor has a very evangelist yes. anointing, but his t- you know title is senior pastor. pastor. Yeah. Um, and so what that'll help you do is realize, okay, what are some things I can focus on and also be okay with the fact that you may not be gifted in other areas right. that some people are super gifted in. So for instance, all believers can prophesy. We should all desire to prophesy, right. but you may not be the person that's just going around giving everyone a word because right. you're not, not prophet. a prophet. Yeah. Maybe you're a teacher, which is going to bring balance to the prophecy. And you're like, hey, all these people are preaching. I mean, all these people are prophesying and yeah. we just need to get into the word. And and that's not a bad thing right. because if you're in certain environments where it's all prophetic or it could be all teaching and you kind of have the gift of, well, I want to bring some balance to that prophecy yeah. by by backing up the word. Yep. If you're in an unhealthy environment, it could kind of be like, man, we don't, we got the, we got the Rama word. Come on, we got it right now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, but like I have this gift to be a teacher, and so you, can, it can help you be more secure in knowing, okay, if that's what God has gifted you with, that's great. And so even if you're not in the greatest environment or the environment yeah. that celebrates it. We talked about this a yeah. lot last night. Sometimes yeah. you can be in an environment where you're not affirmed or celebrated right. and you can feel discouraged when it's like, no, God has given you those gifts. So the fivefold giftings are our offices and then um, just your spiritual gifts. And so yeah. I forget it's too early the, the how many spiritual gifts there are, but there's all these spiritual gifts and yeah. We all have a different makeup, and if you're like, you never have heard of this before, you can kind of think about it. Nobody roasts me in the comments, but you can kind of think it almost like a personality test. Of, right. These are the things that make up who you are, and none of them are higher or lower, but you just know, okay, I'm going to lean into these because these are what I've been gifted with, and these other ones that I'm not as good at, 
yeah, I mean, try to get better at it, but yeah. also realize that may just not be your thing. Yeah. Um, so for me, like my top are, I can't remember all, but it's like exhortation, faith, uh, word of word of uh, wisdom, you know, word of knowledge, you know, yeah. these different things where it's like, and so that ties in very closely with preaching the word, yes. exhorting people. When people have an issue in yeah. their life, I'm very quick to pull biblical wisdom to encourage them. Yeah. And it's not that I like necessarily know the Bible more than the next person, but that's just a gift that's God a has gift, given yeah. me where it just it just flows out of me. Yeah. Um, where there may be another person, for instance, that has uh, you know, different gifts that I'm not as good at. Right. And that's what, like you said, makes the body we all come together, one body yeah. fit together, different pieces fit together. Without a doubt. And I think the temptation, especially when you're young, is to say, oh, I'm going to be the thing that's overtly celebrated. Yeah. And then you yeah. start trying to fit a square peg in a round hole that's because good. it's like, I, I, I have to be this. Like, I got to be the preacher because mm -hmm. the preachers are the one who get praised. They're the ones who are like the, the it guy, yeah, which is They're true. the figurehead. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad, but that is true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but maybe you're not, I mean, we were talking about a guy last night who's like bound and determined you know, so a guy, you know, to be a preacher. And it's like, dude, there's just, there's not no. a teaching gift on your life. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you're not called. Mm. I'm not saying that God doesn't want to use you. I just don't know that he wants to use you that way. Yeah. Because like, if you were like, if you want to kill a service, hand the, hand the mic to this yeah. dude. It's like, it's just not there. It's just not there. You know, that was one of my favorite things about um, the the new movie, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, really? Is that, I, mean, oh, I still haven't seen oh, it Oh, bro, yet. okay. Well, no spoiler alerts. I mean, even though we should be able to give spoilers because it's been out for you a while. Can, I mean, you can, yeah. It's, it's not a spoiler, like but, but, you know, um, you know, Tom Cruise's character in the movie movie uh, Maverick he is you know sitting there and he's getting roasted for the fact that he's still just a captain I believe right, right. and they're like man you should be a you should be at this level you should, you should be at this rank by now. you should be you should be doing this and he said he looks at the guy like roasting me he's like I'm where I belong sir mm -hmm. he's like I belong doing what a captain does I know the captain isn't the top rank but if I were, I would be promoted to my most inefficient place mm. if I were to, if I were to go wow. up the ladder, I'm my most efficient at the level that doesn't get celebrated yeah. enough. And I think that's what we need in the body of Christ is somebody going like, I know like the apostles and the prophets and the, the pastors get all the, the love, but actually I feel, feel called to this. Mm. And I think that's my lane. And I think that's where God wants to use me. Mm. And I'm not going to allow the, uh, the accolades and trying to become some, you know, spiritual heavyweight mm -hmm. to cause me to step into a role I'm not created mm -hmm. with the function to to thrive in, you yeah. know. And I think that's where we you'll get, be frustrated and you'll frustrate everybody. Everybody else, you. you will be a clog, and then you'll be. That's when people start to question: Did I even get this right mm -hmm. to begin with? Was mm -hmm. I ever called? Mm -hmm. And I would say this, you know. We had, there was a celebrity pastor who a couple years ago had a major fall, very mm -hmm. public fall. And uh, I've met a lot of guys who, when he fell, they were like, I don't even know if I'm called into ministry. Mm -hmm. They began to question yeah. their own call. And I would say this to those guys, I didn't go, oh man, like, that's so sad. I said, good. Yeah. If him falling made you question your call, you, you need to question your call. Mm, wow. Because if wanting to be like him and hang out with A-list celebrities and mm, wear tight jeans well, and have ripped muscles well, was what made you sign up for ministry. I, mean, I, I want to have ripped muscles. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but if that's what made you sign right. up, then you signed up for the wrong thing, my friend. Yeah. If, if that, the, yeah, if you got a question. If the clout, if those things made you sign up. And I, I think that's, there. That I'm glad that like preachers have 
gotten a little bit of more like cool factor. Uh, yeah, it's nice. But I think that that's also there. There's always the the dark side of things, and yeah. I think that's also there. I mean, when I was growing up, there there was nothing cool about being a pastor, and, no. and also churches. Just in general, the pastor starter pack was not as, fun. No, weren't as large back then. Yeah, did, weren't as well known. But I mean, yeah. you had a couple guys. You had like your TD Jakes or your right, but Joel it wasn't. Osteen or whatever. But it wasn't like, like today. oh, this you know, there's a mega church every other place. Yeah, so it was. You knew you were signing up for scrutiny, for yep. hardships, for sacrifice. Yes, but you knew that was coming. So when it came, you were good with it. Yeah, and but God called me again. I think. We have people who, and if you're watching this, who people that genuinely do have a call, right? But it it can get so muddied so quick yeah. with all of those other things. Yeah. Of man, well, it seems like you know preachers, people really listen to them when they say things, and yeah. I, I want to be heard. So maybe being a preacher is going to get me more heard, or right? You know, it seems like a lot of preachers I know are really well off financially. I want to be right. well off financially. And again, I'm not negating you may have a genuine call, but those things can mix in so. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, and um, and so yeah, asking yourself, you know, what does it call, mean to be called to ministry? Um, what does that look like for you? And yeah. then I think what, what you just brought up is is why do I feel this? Right. Do I have a genuine word from God? Do I have confirmation from people around me? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know that may only be one person. You know, you may not have a ton of people that are supporting you and backing you up. Yeah. But I think it's you. Sh- you should. Somebody should be. Even if they don't agree with you, they right. should be able to see like, oh hey. yeah, you're you're probably. I mean, when I was in when I was in high school, um, and I felt a call into ministry, I turned down scholarships and different things, and a lot of people thought I was an idiot. But they were also kind of like, yeah, but that kind of makes sense. That makes like, sense. Like, that's we, on we you. We wouldn't do that. Like, we we think that's a pretty stupid idea. But, yeah, I could see where God, because they saw the fruit in my life. Yeah. And that, I didn't think it, but that's that's another great thing to ask yourself is, is there fruit of what you're feeling called to do? Yes. Have you have you started to see fruit, even if it's the tiniest Tiniest thing, seed form. What is the fruit? So, um, because, you know, we're both preachers, but like, uh, you know, maybe right. not, you're not preaching a sermon, but do people come to you and ask for you to explain things from the Bible? Right. Or, uh, you know, when, when someone's reading a passage, are they like, hey, you know, Keenan, like you, yeah. you seem to really understand, like, what is this, what is, mm. what is this, pa- and, and it just flows, like, you don't have to prepare, you don't yeah. you just, and it's again, a, you, it's not this eloquent, like, oh, I'm going to make this perfectly little alliterated thing, but right. you have this kind of what we call unction of, yeah. hey, let me share this, or maybe you're just reading through your Bible on your own, and you're like, man, I really see how I could, how, you know, I could help other people apply this in their relationships yeah. or in their finances or in their yeah. whatever. Because what I realize is I thought just everybody thought that way. Right. Like I thought yeah, like, everybody nah. just read a scripture and they were like, here's, they saw the, these things. here's the application points and here's the whatever. And that's not true. It's not true. Not everybody does that. Same with other giftings. For instance, um, someone that has a pastoral gifting or really I think because pastors use so broadly today I really like when people use like the word like shepherd yeah you know that shepherd's heart where they're gonna they're gonna automatically jump to you know how can I comfort a person how yeah. how can we help people who are in need how right. how can we you know walk long term with this with this group of people they're not right. so much concerned with necessarily getting more people i mean we always want to have more people added to the kingdom of god right. but they're more concerned how do we go really deep with yeah. this group of people that's in front of me so maybe you know you have that heart and you have like three friends 
but you're just always there for them and mm-hmm. you just you're always there to comfort them or yeah. or people know like if people are going through a breakup if they're going they know they can come to you they know you're going to be able, maybe you don't even have anything to say but just being in your presence right. comforts them and and helps guide them and so those even little small things are fruit another one just one more example um you know like with an evangelist anointing like mm. i know so many people that are not even believers and i'm like you are a flipping evangelist yeah like, you know because they're just a They've gatherer of people anything they talk about everybody wants to be involved with yeah they're, they're like hook they're line like, sinker they're everything. like have you guys heard about this new restaurant and i'm like you're not even like a promoter you don't no. even work for the restaurant and they're like yeah i i i've got 50 people coming with me to this restaurant or i or to this yeah. movie or to this whatever and it's because they have that gift of proclaiming a news yeah. of hey here's some good news about a restaurant or about right. a movie or about whatever but they just seem to gather people to them yeah. and again even if it's not for church or for right. even some people that aren't believers right those can be small little seeds of fruit that indicate that 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 gifting that you have oh no yeah that there's no doubt about that i think there will be a natural place where it's like Okay, yeah, I like you said, I would not do that, but it makes sense that you do. I think there's tons of people. Mm-hmm. There are people who throughout my journey in ministry have not liked me. Right. But they go, "Yeah, Keenan's called to do that." Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, nobody we can can't argue. You can't that. argue Keenan's called to preach. Like, have you ever heard him preach? Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. the, the guy's called to preach. I don't really like him." <laughs> And and honestly, hopefully, I I don't really think there's any credence for that. Like it's just something. Yeah, I, just I mean, whatever. I, I'm not saying that in past seasons I wasn't immature or knucklehead or whatever. Um, but they couldn't deny the fruit of yeah, he's in his lane. Yeah. And I think you got to find that of even people who necessarily aren't your biggest fans and they don't really get why you would do that. They're not like, oh yeah, that's a great thing to give mm-hmm. your life to. They're like, makes yeah, sense that the, you do. One of the biggest confirmations is when people that don't like you confirm what you're doing yeah they're like like you just said when it's like i don't like you but yeah you're pretty good at that yeah that's one of the best it's kind of a a backwards way of doing it but that's one of the best affirmations they don't like you but it's one of those things yeah i think um i just think that's so so helpful and so good i think this is a perfect moment to begin to pivot and start getting into some practical stuff that Mm -hmm. you know somebody who is 18, 19, 20 years old, they feel that unction, they feel that call, but are just like deer in headlights, no idea where to go. All right, Keenan, Um, but what do I do? But what do I do? We've been talking about the offices, we've been talking about all these different things, like give me the, give me the bare bones, like the, the analytical black and white kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, personality. Um, I think the first thing is this, if you are not a big contributor to your local church without a title, why would they ever give you one? Mm, that's good. So my thing is this, like if, if you say like, I'm called to build the local church, mm-hmm. but you're not building the local church when you're not celebrated, yeah. you're not the guy on the platform, yeah. you're not the guy like in the Instagram pictures and the, the people are calling you pastor and all yeah. that, then I, I something's off. And right. you know, one of the things like we do here at Celebration is we always promote from within. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't do outside hires. We want sons and daughters of the house That's who good. carry the culture yeah. of the house to step up. And the problem is we're never just going to see like, oh, there's Johnny sitting on the third row. Wow. 
the Lord just showed me his anointing as right. I'm sitting up here in my third point. You know, I'm focused on my message, but God Glory. just, yeah, God just opened my eyes to see his anointing. We need him on the team. I know he's got peanut butter and jelly in the crevice of his <laughs> mouth and he doesn't know spiritually up from down, left from right, right from wrong, specifically right from wrong. Um, but let's bring him on. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. We're well, going even to. Even if God spoke to you in a moment like that, yeah. you would, you I, you would wait to see. Okay, well, I'm okay. gonna wait and see what they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like. All right, God, as if this a, is you as a leader. Johnny at, will wipe yeah. the peanut butter out of his mouth and start doing some as stuff. As people that are now on the other side, that are leading, that are hiring, that are you know we're yeah. in that position now. Even if I see that in somebody, or even if I know, man, this is on their life. I'm gonna see, like you said, are they in a small group? Are yeah. they serving? Are they? responding to the sermon when I'm preaching because yes. they're going to want people to respond to their sermon. Yes. They responding to this. So yeah, Honor. I, I think that's a hundred percent. Are you, even if people have said, man, there's such a call in your life, whatever, even if they see those things, you still have to put in some effort yep. and take those steps. Yeah. Without a doubt, you got to start moving. I mean, I think, you know, faith is motion activated. Mm -hmm. Like the grace of God is motion activated. The anointing is motion mm -hmm. activated. Um, and I would say this, you need to be discerning because in your early stages, any opportunity feels like a God thing, like any opportunity. <laughs> right. And I think one of the things like I would really caution someone who's just starting out in ministry is an unlocked door. It just because a door is unlocked and just because a door is open doesn't mean it's for you. Wow. That's uh, I mean, I, the women's restroom right now is open and unlocked, <laughs> Yeah, but it's not my door. No. Like I'm not going in there. That's it's so not, it's, it's just because it's open and unlocked doesn't mean like, yeah, that's my door. Right. It needs to be for me. And yes. I think many of us like, oh, if the door is unlocked and the door is open, I'm going in. No, if the Holy Spirit gives me the green light, if the Holy Spirit tells me, this is the spot. This is the house. Um, this is where I need to be. And sometimes you've got to be willing to not go to a ministry where they instantly want to put you on the platform, which we talked about this last yeah. night. But just so you know, that is a massive red flag. Right. Any ministry you would go to and they're instantly like, oh, do you want to preach next week? Yeah. Oh, do you want to be our worship leader? Oh, do you want to be on the worship team? We don't even need to hear you try out. We mm. don't need to hear. We don't even know. We don't need to know if you're Run. a person of integrity. Run. There is something off about that house. There is something not good. Like it. it Ichabod, okay? The yeah. glory has departed, okay? Run. Um, but anywhere that the presence of God is honored, that the you know platform on which the word of God is taught is honored and kept sacred, those are places you want to be around. It should yeah. not, listen, it should not be easy to be invited to preach. Mm -hmm. man, man, when you're asked to handle the word of God, especially over people who are trusting you know what you're talking about, that's mm -hmm. a really big deal. So get in a house, get in an atmosphere, and just start serving your butt off. Do everything that yeah. you can. Show up to every event. Show up to everything. Show up, like, just even ask, like, hey, throughout the week, I've got some extra time. I would love to come up and just help around yeah. the church. Like, Especially if you're young, especially if you're single. Single, yeah, um, it's a huge you, opportunity. You have time. I mean, that, that's the thing. I, yeah. I talk about this. I mean, again, even if you're, you know, an adult, like a, a professional person, a, a single adult, you have extra time. You and do. So, yeah, those doors, I, I think that would be the thing. And, and I, I know what you were getting at with the whole open door, but I think just, you know, we're talking about more the ministry opportunities. Ministry opportunities, things. yes. Um, but as far as if there's an opportunity for you to serve yes. or get plugged in, you shouldn't really have to pray about that a whole no, lot. Like, like if, yeah, I'm doing if it. If your pastor says, hey, we, I really wish we'd have somebody that would, you know, go uh, go do this thing on Saturday mornings. 
you should be like, hey, well, you're my pastor. You need somebody to do it. I'll I, do it. I can do it. I yeah. can do it. It, that shouldn't be an issue where you're like, well, let me pray about that. It's like, no, if you're submitted to that house and that's a need, jump in. Um, my dad, when we moved to Calcutta when I was a kid, the reason we moved to Calcutta, my dad was a missionary to West that's Africa. That's India, by the way. Yeah, it's India. Um, I think they've changed the name now, but it was Calcutta when I was there. Um, we were there. It was still very heavily British influence when we were there. But uh, my dad had been a missionary to West Africa. He spoke fluent French, wow. fluent Creole. So he was like, if I'm going to go on a missions trip, if I'm going to move to, it, it should be Africa. But his pastor, Bishop T.F. Tenney, his uh, overseer as a minister, got up at a conference and was like, God's given me a burden for India, specifically the northern part of India, Calcutta, mm. going into Nepal. Um, I just really feel like we need to send some ministers there from our denomination. And my dad was like, well, you're my pastor. If you feel like that's a need, we're going. I'll go. So yeah. didn't again he his whole life wow. he had studied for West Africa. He knew that culture, he knew the food, he knew the language. India is a whole complete, you know, you're different dealing animal. With, with Hinduism, you're dealing yep. with all this, you know, you're dealing with uh, d- multiple different uh, Bengalis being spoken, Hindis being spoken yeah. different languages and but he was like that's what my pastor needs. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, so come on. I love the whole concept of see a need, fill a need. If you feel a call, because that's really all ministry is. We yeah. we do stuff, me and you do stuff, probably 80% of our ministry is things where here's the need and I'm going to fill that need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, you know, I could sit around every day, all day and just write sermons and preach. That would and, be great. But that's not, that's not what it is. No. Ministry is service. It's doing it unto people. So finding, getting involved in that local house seeing what the opportunities are and maybe you have to ask and and we can maybe just wrap up this section with this but just you know maybe you just have to ask maybe you have to go to your pastor or maybe you know you're in the you're in a church structure where maybe you don't have direct access to the senior pastor a whole lot go to a small group leader or go to a campus pastor or go to some you know someone that's in leadership and be like hey I want to get involved yeah. and and I'm gonna just this is a little pro tip don't go to them and be like, God's called me to be the next, you know, worldwide evangelist and I'm going to whatever. I know whatever. I have Yeah, that. I know I'm going to I'm the be, next Billy Graham. Yeah, like I know people that, we, you know, we talk about Pastor Steven a lot, but guys that are like, God's called me to be the next Pastor Steven If Furtick, I hear one and, more 19-year-old tell and, me they're the next Stephen Furtick. Which is great. I, I've felt that same way before. Yeah. But just let me give you a pro tip. No one wants to hear that. No. <laughs> so so when you go to them and ask... It doesn't sound humble at yeah, all. Yeah, it doesn't. So so maybe don't go to them and be like, God, just be like, hey, I want to get more involved. I feel like God's calling me to, to, to be in ministry in some kind of capacity. How can I help yeah. out? What, what can yeah. I do? That is going to take you so much further, faster than going and trying to give like your resume and say all this stuff that you can do. And well, yeah, I really could, you know, I could really make our music a lot better if you guys would let me on the worship team. Like just, I'm gonna just help you out. That's just don't do that. I think it's like getting over this, uh, acting as if we're the secret sauce. Like, mm. I'm your secret ingredient you don't if even you know. If you just saw me, if yeah, you if just you, knew like, me. Like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the chosen one, you know? I'm your Anakin Skywalker. I'm yeah. your, I'm, yeah, I'm the dude, man. Um, it just, we've all been there. I mean, we've probably said those things oh, before. Oh, yeah. For, or definitely have said and, those things and before. And to a degree, it can be true. Yes, but again, it just doesn't make you look good. David did not have to tell Samuel he was David. Mm. God told Samuel, that's David. That's good. You know, Sam, good. David didn't even have to make himself known. God said, my boy's not here yet. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't put your oil on them. 
put like save put your oil, David. put it on David. Like it's one of those things. Like beautiful things don't beg for attention. Mm. They just simply stand and be beautiful, and people marvel over it. That's beautiful. Yeah. I've never had a painting grab my attention and say, look I'm beautiful, look at me. Mm-hmm. I noticed Respect it and I me. respected the beauty. Mm-hmm. I respected the artistry. Um, and that's the thing is like, if your anointing is real, it will be confirmed, mm-hmm. it will be noticed and it will be used. But you have to allow things. And I think that's the thing. It's like, we were even talking last night about how the devil, he his strategy through all scripture has been to kill things in their infancy, mm-hmm. in their smallest form. Like if he can take it out as a child, yeah. and this is like... Honestly, my friends, I mean, you're going to be tempted to quit throughout your entire ministry, but the enemy is going to come, is going to bombard you, uh, not just with discouragement, but with pride, mm-hmm. with um, selfishness, just with less of the flesh, less of the, flesh, less, less less of the, the eyes, eyes, pride yeah. of life. Yeah, all of those things that we find in Scripture, he's going to bombard you to try to get you off track early on. Because, I mean, if you're a centimeter off here, down the way, that turns mm-hmm. into a... a cavern yep. right that turns into the grand canyon and so i think that's the thing um and and just to get even more practical one of the things is you know elisha preceded um elijah right mm-hmm. he came after him yeah um and so one of the things that we see is this kind of that principle elijah elisha principle is elisha chased elijah right. now elijah recognized the call on elisha yeah threw his mantle on him but then was like but then Elijah I'm leaving. just walked off. He yeah, like, he's like, I'm if leaving. You you, if you want to come, you can come. You know, this is found in 1 Kings. Um, I believe it's chapter 20. Um, he's like, if you want to come, you can come. But like, and then he's like, yo, I, I, I burnt my ox. I burnt the plow. The and I, I, I went with Elijah and it paid off dividends. I mean, he literally got a double portion of mm-hmm. the anointing that was on Elijah. Elijah did 16 noted miracles. Uh, Elisha did 32. I mean, quite literally a double portion. Mm-hmm. But you can't get that unless you're willing to see the man of God and chase him. And here's one thing I'm seeing right now is people are trying to diminish the man of God, mm. which I understand because like that was abused for a long time. Yeah. Hey, I'm the man of God. Yeah, don't don't get close to me. Don't, we don't need as, don't touch God's anointing. As pastors, I don't think we need to be letting people know like, hey, we're the man of God. Like, respect mm. me. But there still needs to be this respect that we have for the man of God. You know that we don't treat him common. Well, let me you let know. Me, let me say it this way. I I I respect the God that's on the man exactly. or in the man. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing that I see our that's generation dealing with is they see the flaws of the man or of the woman, yeah, or, yeah. but man, just using man general terms, like that, yes, they're flawed. All of us are going to have flaws. You're, you're going to see your pastor preach an incredible message, and then you're going to talk to him afterwards because he's tired and he's preached three sermons and he hasn't, he's been up since 3 a.m., whatever, and you're going to be like, oh, man, I why wow, you were really anointed up there and now and it's like no he's just he's tired his blood sugar's he's low her, her blood sugar's low and i see people diminishing the god factor yeah. because of the man and i'm not trying to say that you know that they're god and man that's no, not, no, no, please no, understand like, yeah but i'm just saying i respect and i think what we we talked about i respect the oil that yes, is on their life exactly and yes there is a line where if you're just being a jerk you're just a jerk yeah but i'm not gonna let those those human moments cause me to diminish and disrespect the oil and the anointing that God has put on them. Yeah. Um, because again, there there are times you can look at this, I mean, even with Jesus with the disciples, if we were looking at it through a, a, a 2022 lens, 
we would be offended. Well, G- Jesus said that to the, he ca- called him Satan. You know, he called mm. him, he's, you know, you know, oh, you want, you want to leave me? Or, me? You know, you, you couldn't stay up and pray with me one hour, one, one hour. Like yeah. he's like, and in our modern world, we'd be like, I can't believe my pastor said, said that, that to me. I yeah. can't. And there is a line. I mean, I've, I could go, I've been in some very spiritually abusive situations. I understand it's that. It's real. Church abuse it, is real. It is real. But I think we have to understand that we are respecting the the God, the anointing, part, the yeah. anointing, the oil, and it's and that's the part that I that is it helps me because there are times when mm-hmm. when Christian leaders they make choices that remove themselves from yeah, God without a doubt, and so that's that's why where it helps me to separate is because I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm not disappointed in God. I'm disappointed because you chose to remove yourself from yes. God. You chose to no longer be a man or yeah. woman of God. It's not like, oh, that man of God or woman of God hurt me. It's like, no, they chose to no longer represent God in yep. their lifestyle and yep. their morals and different things. And, and that's just always helped me when I disagree with a leader or when I'm having a hard time following someone, even personality differences or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm submitting to that that God factor, yeah. that oil, not so much, oh, I just love this person and they're just my favorite leader in the world and I love yeah. everything that they do because that'll mess you up yeah. real quick. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think we do have to differentiate. I mean, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 11, 1. He says, follow me as I follow mm, Christ. Right. Like the only reason I am bought in on your vision mm-hmm. and your mandate is because I know God gave it to you. And the second you de- you know, deter from that, the second you start living for something other than what God's called you to, I'm now no longer scripturally obligated to follow you. Exactly. I mean, and even a healthy leader will give you that. I mean, Paul... The help, one of the healthiest leaders in, we yeah. see in Scripture, he gives his audience, the, the Corinthian audience, right. he says, hey, the second you see me no longer following Jesus, detach. When you start detach. hearing me preach another gospel, yeah, yeah, don't, detach. don't listen. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's the thing. It's like, ultimately, we are following the Lord when we follow our leadership. And I honestly think this, our honor says more about us than it does the person we're honoring. Yeah. Like our ability, like it really does say more about me. It's like, I, I am choosing to be a person of honor. Um, even though you are not choosing to be honorable, if mm, that makes sense. And God is going to bless me because I chose to be a person of honor. And yeah. I even think that comes into like titles. Like mm-hmm. I'm big on like, if a pastor is a pastor, I call them pastor Alex, mm-hmm. pastor Brandon. My dad is pastor Brandon, but I don't ever walk around going, Hey dad, mm-hmm. Hey, have you seen my dad? Anybody seen my dad? I don't do that. I'm like, hey, have you seen Pastor Brandon? Right. People come up to me. Where's Brandon? I'm like, who are you talking who's, about? Who's Brandon? And I, I go, Brand, which Brandon? Because luckily there's a few. It's yeah. not like Keenan. There's only one Keenan. But it's like, Brandon who? Like, Your dad. I'm like, oh, Pastor Brandon. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's over here. I just think that's big because like you really do get what you call on. Mm. And sometimes like for me, it's like if you're calling on Keenan, you're just going to get Keenan. But if you call on Pastor Keenan, I'm like, okay, I know what you're asking for. That, I know wow, I know that you've good. defined the relationship here. Yes. You're now telling me like, you see me as a pastor. I'm allowed to speak into your life because sometimes it can I be can awkward. Speak as a pastor. Well, because some, exactly. Sometimes I don't know. Am I your preacher? Am I just your preacher or am yeah. I also your pastor? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who come to our That's young adult ministry. Texas. I yeah, know. You're my preacher. You're just my preacher. Yeah. There, there are a lot of people who come to our young adult ministry. It's like, I'm just their preacher. They yeah. want to hear me on Thursday nights, but they're not asking me to like tell them how to live. Mm-hmm. They're not asking me to like, hey, break up with that guy, that girl, stop, you know, smoking that. You know, 
I'm just their preacher. But then some people, it's like, no, I want you to be my pastor. Yeah. And I think you gotta, you've got to let your pastor know that they have the right to put their hands on your life and say, hey, let me mold you and shape you into the man or woman of God you're called to be. And listen, you've got to be able to handle correction. Oh, if man. you can't handle correction, you can't be used. No. I mean, the Bible says this, the Lord chastises the son he loves. Mm-hmm. That That is what, honestly, the punishment side of like what we get from God, the, you know, the correction side is really what shows us we're legitimate children. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't punish your kids. If, if Xander was to act up, I'm not going to punish yeah, him. I'm not going to spank that's not him. My kid. He's not my kid. Well, you know, you don't feel the responsibility no. as well. Like, and he's I so know, cute. How could yeah, I ever I mean, punish him? My hey, gosh. that's my that's my issue. But <laughs> and that, that brings up a, a great point. And uh, I just don't don't forget that. I thought maybe as we're wrapping up, we could just do like some rapid fire things, like advice. But okay, you know, I, I think in what I've found is, and again, there's a line. There's people that are just manipulative, abusive, without or whatever, a doubt. But most of the time, what I've found is leaders that are correcting you and on you and it's like man why are they always picking on me that's because they see something in yeah you. they care about you so he just used that example of my son xander or my younger son major who's yeah. he doesn't he's too little he's to too really little. be corrected right now but the reason i will correct and discipline my sons is because one they have my name on them yep and if you're a part of a church or a part of a ministry wherever you go you're representing that church yeah. or your ministry you kind of have their name on you but also i i know that one day they're going to be out of my house and the things that i'm instilling in them right yeah. now we we went to a, a horse whispering demonstration yeah. pretty recently, and so cool. there was a great illustration of where the horse whisperer, uh, his name's Grant, just yeah. old school man's cowboy, man. man's man, but he said, I need to put a little bit of pressure on the horse right now, because if I don't put pressure on him now, when he yes. gets out in the real world pressure, it'll kill him. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll he react, he'll break his leg, he'll fall off of a cliff, a, a bobcat will get to him, so... I think yeah. that if a pastor, if a mentor, if a leader, if if they're calling, like everybody else can post that on social media, but when you post it, they like call you out on it. Yeah, All your friends can date these random people, but when you try to go on a date with someone that's not in the, in alignment with God, they call you out on it. They're like, man, why are they picking on me? They're picking on you because they know that there's something in you and they're trying to call you to that higher standard and raise you to that higher standard. Um, and so you can either see that as yeah. like being picked on and you can be offended, which I'm afraid a lot, probably the majority of people, that's how they see it. Yeah. Or you could see it as, wow, this person cares enough about me to want to direct my life and shape my life of they, they see something so big on me and so great that I need to be corrected and molded and shaped. And oh, I think man. that's just something that's a simple mindset shift of it's not them picking on you. It's them trying to make you better because, Without a doubt. and again, you may not get the affirmation from them. They may not come to you and be like, man, you're a man of God and you're going to be a preacher and you're going to shake the nations and you're going to whatever. Cause oftentimes in my life, the people that actually feel that on my life don't tell me that Yeah, they because don't. they don't, they, they don't. know I'll get a big head. They'll get a whatever. It's the people that I could care less about. The people that have no authority, no, no, they're the ones, wow, you're just, and I'm just like, okay, it you're the really, next. It doesn't so. matter. But the people that really see that, they, they may not say it, but they're going to start to mold me and shape me and direct me. And so if you if you felt that pressure, if you felt like you're being, man, why are they always like, 
nobody else is reading their Bible and they're they're asking me when am I reading my Bible. It's it's because they're trying to raise that standard in your life and call you. I was you to I was five higher. minutes late to to rally. I was five minutes late to our meeting and they're like jumping down my throat. It's like these things matter because they see like. Yeah, I've got a 20-year-old you now, but there's a 35-year-old you that God is going to use mightily. Mm -hmm. And you can't be showing up five minutes late to your stuff and have your team respect you still. And so they're trying to break those things off of you. And a scripture just has come to my memory right now. I feel led to share it. It's great peace have thee that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Mm. Great peace have thee that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. When you love the law is God's boundary, his way of saying, his way of doing things, his, yeah, his guard idea, rails. guardrails. When you fall in love with the guardrails, instead of seeing them as like this, this, you know, this stick in the mud, this killjoy, this limiter to your happiness, you have peace and all, and then you also are not easily offended. Mm-hmm. And that is the, that is a disease in our culture right now mm-hmm. is people are looking to be offended mm-hmm. i mean people are excited people are, it's almost cool to just be mad yeah. you notice that that people are just mad and they're like what are you mad about i don't even know but yeah. i'm i'm just mad wanna, wanna i'm mad about this i'm mad about that and it's like there are things to be mad about i get that but i don't think your pastor telling you you need to show up on time or you actually need to read your bible Basic or you need to quit like things. yeah you need to quit posting thirst traps yeah. is something to get mad about like yeah. they're making you into a woman or man of god and yeah, so you want to do some rapid fire stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think we got a, a, a couple minutes. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you if anything just comes to mind, but I think I think you just named a couple. I think being on time to things. Something I learned, and this was not in uh, church leadership. This was when I was planning on going into law when I was when I was before I surrendered to the ministry. But someone told me, you know, if you're if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're fired. Yep. And I've just carried that into life of like, yeah. I'm going to be early to church. I'm going to be early to meetings. And sometimes it makes other people like kind of uncomfortable. And and I'm like, no, it's it's all good. And they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't know we had to be here early and whatever. And I'm like, no, this is just, this is a standard I've set in my life. So, so being on time to things, I think... Um, you know, being willing to to serve, like we talked about, being available for yeah. things. Uh, an acronym that we always talk about at our church when we talk about people that are wanting to get more involved with leadership and ministry and stuff, we, we ask them, are you fat? <laughs> so it's always a good thing. We were like, look at your neighbor and ask him, are you fat? And it's like so always funny. some dude like next to a girl. And he's like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> um, but the acronym stands for, are you faithful? Are you available? And are you teachable? And so, so it, at any point in your life, just ask yourself, am I fat? Like, and I know again, it's, it kind of, <laughs> but it sticks because it's kind of funny. Like, am I being faithful? So man, I've been, I've been doing the same serve team position for like a year and no one's acknowledged me. No one's talked about me, whatever. Okay. I'm being faithful. Faithful. Am I available? Okay, yeah, I know you want to just do whatever you want with your time. I know you want to play more, you know, Call of Duty. I know you want to hang out with your friends more, but are you available when your pastor says, hey, we're going to have early morning prayer? We're going to yeah. have early. And, um, Faithful, available. I got, I got, and a, I got a scripture for yeah. this. This is perfect. Isaiah ten twenty seven. Uh, a traditional reading of that scripture is, um, you know, and the anointing will break the yoke of bondage. Right. Uh, a more literal translation of that would be the fattening will break the yoke mm, of bondage. It literally, like the anointing is speaking of fattening. Like yeah, you grow to the point where you grow to the point where like those bondages can't hold you. Like I've grown so much, the bondages have no point but to break. Mm. And so like even just yeah, that whole, a, a, yeah. that acronym of fat, like 
my anointing is fattening me. It's making me more faithful. It's making me more available. It's making me more teachable. So good. I love that. Yeah. So, so are you fat? I don't know if you, you have fat? any. I would say this. I would say, you know, you need to like set priorities and make them a priority. And the only way you know if something is a priority in your life is when something tries to take its place. The thing trying to take its place is what gets bounced, not the thing you set and still. So like for me and my wife, we have a date night on Friday nights. Like that's a priority. Mm -hmm. So like if somebody tries to schedule a meeting with me on Friday night, I don't scrap my date night for the meeting because my date night's the priority. My, your meeting with me is not like, you know, your, how long have you had marriage problems? Three years. Okay. It can wait one more day. (laughs) All right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not giving up my date night because you haven't stewarded your, stewarded your marriage. So, uh, I would say church attendance has to be a priority. It blows me away when I have young people in our young adult ministry who tell me they're called by God. They want to be in ministry. But the second there's a concert in town or the second Mm. there's something like that, that falls on a Thursday night, they're going to that instead yeah. of being at church. I'm like, guess what? If you get that title, that position, maybe that's what you're, you know, that's that church position. You know, there's there's plenty of things that have happened on Sundays because yeah. Austin, there's always, always stuff happening on Sundays, like these cool festivals and food truck parks. And I'm, yeah, you think I'm gonna be like, sorry, I can't preach this Sunday. I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the the festival. Sorry, yeah. Like, that sounds crazy. But no, what yeah. you just said, you you have people that even though it's in the infancy. That's basically what they're doing. Well, because they're like, I'm not preaching. I'm not serving. I'm not needed. Mm. And it's like, oh, I thought I didn't realize you showed up to church because you were needed. I thought you came to church because you needed it. Okay. Mm. I thought you came to church because you needed God, you know? And and that honestly, a, a good pastor will never like yank your chain over it. But also a good pastor will make a middle note of that and be like, all right, we're not giving old... Uh, you know, old uh, Dallas over there, anything, you know, we're not giving him an opportunity because he doesn't value this enough to show up when we don't schedule him. That's something you just hit on. Your people notice, people are noticing pastors notice and taking note of, are they showing up? Are they reading? Are they studying? Are they progressing in their knowledge? Are they progressing in their people skills? Are they progressing in their, their communication skills? So you think you're just in the background somewhere, and this is great. I even preached a little bit last night, you know, are we preparing for the things we're praying for? Because you could think you're in the background somewhere. You know, we could look at David. We could look at these different people. If if you had not been getting better, there, there could come a moment where you get the call up, and if you hadn't been getting better, you're going to miss that opportunity. Yeah. And so you may feel like no one's seeing you, but I guarantee you there are people that are taking note and they're and and it's 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 not really judging it's just kind of evaluating the fruit and evaluating okay well you say this but does what you say line up with what you're actually mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. um and so yeah just a, a quick tip people are definitely taking note like you said pastors are, are taking you showing note. up on time are you serving are you there at prayer meetings you know my dad often talks about how he had a lot of opportunities in the denomination we were part of to preach these large events at a very mm-hmm. young age very. and the reason he said he, uh, people didn't like him for that, like other young preachers. And finally, an elder in that denomination came to him, and they said, Jonathan, you know, the reason we pick you, like the the members of the committees and things, the reason we pick you is you're one of the only young preachers that comes to the morning sessions that the old preachers are preaching at, all the guys that are kind of 
put out to pasture that, man, we've heard their sermon for, <laughs> yeah. you're at all the early morning sessions and you're at all the prayer meetings. And nobody ever came up to him and was like, Jonathan, you better be at the prayer meeting. You better, you better, yep. you better not miss one. But it was they, they, were, they were taking note of it. Yep. And so when it came time of so well, good. what young guy should we have preach at the conference, they were like, well, this is the guy that we've noticed. This is the guy that we've seen putting without in the work. a doubt. I would say this is that you know a lot of people are really good about you know griping about their grass not being green and mm-hmm. like I'm going to go over to that ministry because the grass is green over there. But come the grass on, is green on. where you water it. Yeah. You got to get you know, if you don't like your lawn, do something about yeah. it. And so I would fertilize. Yeah, exactly. Pour pour it out and, and you know fertilizer is crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's point. it's literally like sometimes you just got to be one to be like. Get out there and start shoveling what you got, okay? Yeah. And my thing is this, like I get tired of even, I, I've, I've had to get tired of this in myself too. I don't want to just gripe about other people, but they come up to me like, man, I'm just not feeling God. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh dang, how long have you been fasting? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, okay. how long, what, what Bible plan are you on? You're still not feeling, I don't have a Bible plan. Oh, well, like, well, like how long have you been in this, in this time of you know, prayer and seeking the Lord? Like, I'm not in one. I'm like, then why are you telling me you don't feel God? You're not doing anything to yeah. feel him. And my thing, even while you were preaching last night, I felt this so strong. But like, if you're mad that there's not movement in your relationship with God, do move, move do the person that you have the ability to move. Move you. Move you. That's what fasting is for. Fasting is to resharpen the sword. It it's moves not, you, not exactly. God. And like, you know, we think that we've got to feel ultra spiritual to step into a fast or to step into these seasons. Honestly, the time you need to fast is when you feel the dullest. Yeah. It sharpens you again. Like if I'm like, man, I'm not really feeling the Lord. I'm not really feeling the anointing. I haven't really been enjoying, you know, mm-hmm. worship and reading my word. It's like, it's time to go on a fast. Yeah. We always think, oh, I'm going to go on a fast because I feel spiritual. I want to make it. I want to put the cherry on top and the fast is going to yeah. do that. You know, to do cherry on top food. Anyway. Boom. But I think that's what we think. And so I would say we water where you're at, do what you can do and, you know, leave the rest to God. And I would say this, as far as preaching goes, be willing to be an echo before God trusts you with being a voice. Mm-hmm. We're called to be faithful, not original. I mm-hmm. think so many preachers focus on, I need to have something original to say. Mm-hmm. Um, God does not call, and he, he doesn't go, you know, well done, my good and original servant. Yeah, it's well done, good. my good and faithful servant. So even if it's something like you've heard, you know, myself or your pastor, or Pastor Alex, or whoever it is that you look up to say, it's about stewarding the gospel. It's about stewarding the truth more than it is about having this nuance no one's ever showed mm-hmm. or no one's a revelation no one's ever given before. You because know, because if it's never been given before, might it's be a reason. Probably not right. Heresy. Yeah, it probably, might be heresy. Yeah, and and I mean everything. I had this conversation a little bit last night with someone, but. Even the people that you look up, look up to, whoever that is, I mean, there's there's tons of great preachers and ministers out there. They got so much inspiration from other people. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like I grew up listening. My dad would listen to VHS tapes of TD Jakes like right. constantly. And there are so many things that Pastor Steven says. I'm not mad about it, but he got them from TD. He got Jakes. it from TD Jakes. But then there's. T.D. Jakes probably got that from Bishop G. Patterson or somebody even further back in the day. So it's not a bad thing. It's something that you're going to put your own spin on it. You're going to yep. put your own flavor on it. Um, but yeah, like you said, if if no one has ever said it before, be there might be a reason. It might not be biblical. Um, yeah, so I would say, man, God's called you. And be willing, understand this, the call of your life is going to take your entire life to live mm-hmm. out. It's not going to happen by the time you're 35. Now you will do, God will have used you in great ways by the time you're 35, but he won't have used you in every way that you feel Mm -hmm. he's called to use you. There will always still be this, 
I know there's more. Mm -hmm. Like there's still these prayers God hasn't answered. There's still these Mm -hmm. prophetic things that haven't come to fruition. It's because God is doing a long project. This is long form content. You know, we are all addicted to TikTok and reels. Yeah, Yeah, we want the full satisfaction of it in 15 seconds. And God says, no, I'm into long form content. You got to sit and wade through the Mm -hmm. minutia of life to get to those mountaintop moments. Minutia, mountaintop. That's called alliteration. Um, But yeah. is a preacher. There's been so am. many one-liners. I'm like, I suck at this. I am a preacher. But no, I think that. <sighs> no, I just think that's so important is to recognize and listen to this. Also, I feel this strong. If it took God to convince you you're called, it might take God to convince other people you're wow. called. If it took God to literally grab you by the head and say, son, I've called you and to do this. you didn't even this. listen for the first three even, years. You, I mean, you're like, man, God, you can't use me. I mean, you're just like Jeremiah, you know, like, God, I'm too young. I'm giving all the excuses, mm-hmm. right? Um, if it took God to convince you, it just might take God to convince everyone else. So and so don't be discouraged when God has to speak a word to other people because he had to speak a word to you to get you to do it. Man, that's, that's so good. Well, Hey, hopefully yeah, you've enjoyed hope, this. Hopefully um, you've enjoyed it. Yeah, you've gotten some tidbits out. But I mean, I know, hopefully you enjoy this because I know even me, I mean, we're pretty young. We yeah, grew up in the yeah. YouTube era. The, and unfortunately, there's just not a ton of resources out no. there for people that are just getting started, started. Other than like, hey, go to seminary or, you know, just yeah, this no. huge leap. No. It's like, okay, well, what about some things before that? So hopefully you guys got some, some yeah. little things that you're going to be able to take and, and Yeah, use without a and, doubt. The things I use most as a pastor, I did not learn in Bible school. I learned just in being Life. involved in a local church. Yeah. And so I like literally I'm being dead serious. I mean, just get involved in your local church, serve your butt off, honor your butt off. And mm. I'm telling you, God will promotion doesn't come from the north to south, the east to the west. It mm. cometh from the Lord. The Lord will raise you up in due time if you humble yourself under his mighty hand. Yeah. And uh, I, I know it's coming for you. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, it's and I'll just leave you guys the, the scripture that came to mind. I forget the reference, but it says, you know, your your gift will make room for itself. Yep. And I think if you're really called to something, even if no one around you is affirming you, even if you're in a bad church environment, yeah. you know, you have to make decisions to to do that your situation. But I think if you're really called by God, God is going to either move you somewhere or bring people into your life, God is going to do something. Your gift will make room for itself. You will start to see things happen. You will start to see things shift. That could be a year, five years, 10 years. I don't know. I don't know either. But just like Keenan said, that whole being faithful, and you have to be faithful before you're fruitful. Yeah. So we want to be fruitful first, and that encourages us to then be faithful. Yeah. Like, I want to see a ton of people saved. Okay, well, now I'm called. It's like, no. No. You have to know you're called, show up, no one be saved, people cuss you out, people call you an idiot, and still keep showing up, yep. and then you're going to start to see the fruit. So your gift is going to make room for itself. Know that you're called, and just stay secure in that. When people fall, when we have these leaders that we look up to that have mistakes and live in sin and different yeah. things, don't let that sway you. If you've been called by God, hold on to that no Go matter fast. what anyone else says. Oh, without a doubt, man. That was so good. I think hey. that's a great place to wind it down. Hey, go serve. We love you. We'll see you on the next video.